I'm Billy Hollowell, and welcome to Newsmakers, a show where we go behind the headlines to bring you interviews with pastors, entertainers, politicians, and other notable figures. Each and every day, we bring you one interview from Newsmakers here on the Newsmakers podcast. And on today's show, we have a discussion with Danica McKellar. You may know her from the Wonder Years, and she's joining us today to talk not only about her career in Hollywood, but also about finding faith in Jesus. With no further ado, here is Danica. You have a new film, A Royal Date for Christmas. This looks like a lot of fun. Tell us a little bit about the plot line. Yeah, it's my new movie on Great American Family Channel. It's called A Royal Date for Christmas. It's a royal Christmas movie. So, of course, it's super fun and very romantic. Um, I play Bella Sparks, a stylist who is tasked with styling a duke for the week leading up to Christmas. Um, He's come in from England and he's lost all of his luggage. So he has nothing and I have to start from scratch. In addition, his girlfriend and he just had a very public breakup. And so he's wondering if, so that he can avoid all the uncomfortable questions, if I would be his platonic plus one for the week as well. And I'm like, you made a date? (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting, fun. And also he didn't tell me he's a dupe. So I find that out midway through and um, it's adorable. But more than that, it is so heartfelt. The guy playing the Duke, his name is Damon Runyon. He is such a wonderful actor. And I'd worked with him years before. And I remembered it was very easy for him to be emotional, for him to be in touch with his heart. He just had this connection. And not all, especially male actors, don't necessarily have as much um, practice doing that. And I remember that about him. And so I'd actually suggested him for the role. And he just delivered above and beyond. Both the characters in this movie have recently had like broken hearts and we get to mend each other's hearts and it's just so beautiful and it's it's a fairy tale come true audiences and it's already premiered so it'll be re-airing again throughout december on great american family and i believe that as of when you guys are hearing this the next airing will be thursday at um i think it's 9 p.m pacific midnight uh eastern and then on sunday at one o'clock pacific four o'clock eastern so there's lots of opportunities to see it still i love that well you know audiences love these films and and there's a huge market for it which is why great american family is doing so well but what do you love about making these movies because you get a chance to to do so many interesting storylines in this genre Yes, I know. And I love them all. I mean, the royal ones are something kind of fun about that. I've gotten to do some dancing in some of these movies because I've got a love of ballroom dance from back when I was in Dancing with the Stars. But mostly, and, and I have to say, Christmas movies in general, I adore making them because it's the twinkle lights, it's the decorations, and then you know they're going to be putting this wonderful Christmas music on top of it. And uh, there's just that extra something special about uh, and magical about Christmas movies. My favorite part is telling stories that are good natured and they tell stories of earnest people really trying to do the right thing and they're in tough situations whether it's a comedy and the tough situations lead to comedy or it's it's romantic and you're just anguished like does he like me like all the things but they're earnest and and good natured people it's just it's just this world is filled with so much entertainment that is that glorifies the dark side of human nature and so to really lift up the positive and and good side of human nature. I, I feel like it's we provide more than just an escape for the audience. We provide them with modeling good behavior. 
Yeah. Well, I, I have to ask you this because you've been you've been in Hollywood for a long time, starting as you know a young person all the way through adulthood, continuing a very successful career. But it's funny. It feels like Hollywood has been very slow to move in the direction of creating this content that you're talking about. And yet when Great American Family does it, when, you know, I worked with with an app PureFlix for years, Great American PureFlix now, when, you know, they're out there making it, people love it. They crave it. You see that the audience wants it. Why do you think with all of that sort of craving and wanting the content, Hollywood has been so slow up until now to really sort of deliver more of it? I mean, it's it's been picking up lately. You it has been, yeah. Very sweet Christmas movies. They're all over the place. It's not just Great American and the other networks that we're used to seeing them on. It's, it's all over. It's growing. And why? I, it's good business. <laughs> More people are watching. So like, oh, so everybody, no matter what their intentions are, everyone wants to make money, right? So like, great. Okay, let's do more of these movies. So they're jumping on the bandwagon. But I have to say, Bill Abbott, he started this first at Hallmark, now Great American Family. He knows this genre inside and out. And so there can be many movies like it, and there's, I'm sure, plenty of good versions of them. But I am so proud to be working with Bill on these movies because I really feel like he's he, he's the, the genesis of it. Yeah, he's leading the charge, and, and you guys are leading the charge in it, and it's incredible to watch. You know, one of the things about you and your story, you know, and you've been asked a lot about this the last year and a half or so, you talking about your faith and being really open about that. What, what was it like to open up? Because you could have been quiet about it. And even in the beginning, when it first happened, you were, you know, candidly sharing it in a really compelling way. Look, as soon as I got like? home, as soon as I got home from church, I went on Instagram live. Yeah, no, I had, I feel so blessed. And I don't even, people have said, oh, you're so bold. It doesn't feel like bold. It doesn't feel like it requires courage or anything it's so like when you experience something that is so beautiful and so wonderful and so life-changing you want everyone to feel that there's no yeah. you know and my my preconceived notions of christianity before i just i know and I, and for people who haven't heard me tell my story it's it, it i saw the passion play on palm sunday last last year so it was april 10th of uh, 2022 and uh it just hit me everything hit me the holy spirit came to me that's what my dad says happened but it was like a wave of love and understanding hit me that that this desire that i've always had to try to do the right thing just because it's the right thing and, and even when no one's watching like where does that come from where's where where's where does where does that get rewarded i guess is it for lack of a better term now that sounds wrong but you know what i mean there there's been something in me and i've always i mean i've had uh, a sense of God in some, you know, shape or form. But my ideas of Christianity had been so colored by all the negative stuff you hear in the news. That's true. I mean, look, humans will corrupt anything. They get their hand. Anything powerful is going to be corrupted. And I had really only seen all that stuff. I mean, that's what had, I thought, oh, well, and Christians are all like judgmental about other people and they're, and they're you know, and, and they cause wars and the Inquisition <laughs> and like for thousands of years. Um, so, and then that had clouded my vision and I just didn't get to see, oh, wait a minute. At its core, this is the most miraculous, amazing, incredible gift in the whole wide world. And I, I just want people to feel that, that they are not alone, that there's love for you at any time. And there's, 
it's just it's such a gift, it's such a gift, and I'm not eloquent about it yet, as you can well tell. You are. No, you oh, are. Well, and and, and I <laughs> think you. you are. I think you That's are. And, and actually, one thing I really respect about about you is, you know, I think I had reached out to you when it first happened and, and you you didn't just jump right into doing interviews about it. You waited and, until I feel yes. like you are eloquent yes. about it. You know I what? do. I wasn't ready to answer questions about it. I was ready to yeah. share my experience, but I wasn't ready to have a dialogue yet. So when I came, so after I saw the passion play and Candace Cameron Bure, who's also on Great American Family, she is the one who brought me to that uh, performance, and and she gave me a Bible before that. Anyway, she's amazing, um, and she was um, she encouraged because I was like I wanted to like talk about this, but I don't know anything, and I feel like I shouldn't be talking about it since I'm not. She goes, just share your experience, and on the drive home, I, I had this epiphany, like oh my gosh, I'd always thought of religion and Christianity as being restrictive and limiting somehow but instead i feel the most amazing freedom i was like i have to share this i have to tell people i have to tell people yeah it was like it was i was like i can't believe this is even me talking about like i had to be in my 40s to have this revelation which is fine i mean it's all in god's timing it's whatever it was supposed to be but um but yeah i couldn't wait so i got home and i went on instagram live and you can still find it on there i guess i think it's april 10th it was somewhere around there um you can see me just like yeah. Just well, I, I so respected that, though. I, I so respected your approach to it, you know, sharing your experience and, you know, waiting to answer those questions. And you saying you're not eloquent. I want to correct you again, because I think you are. I think what you have said is really you know beautiful here about this experience. And, you know, we have a culture and a world that I think probably has you know, sold a lot of lies to people and, and they haven't seen that truth and, and experiencing it and being able to tell people about that love the way that you have is amazing. And so, I mean, you've kind of said it, but I want to ask you because, you know, just hearing you talk about this, how has this changed your life when you think about you before that April performance that you went to to view and you now? What What is different? Yeah. Um, I remember Candace saying, she goes, you know, life still is going to happen. Like, <laughs> you're not going to be happy every day. I'm like, no, no, I understand. What it has done, it, things still happen, but you know, they say pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. You hear that? Yeah. One of my favorite expressions. And that has, that's the difference. I find that bad things still happen, but I have a different way of dealing with them that takes away that optional suffering part to a large extent. All I have to do is remember. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, that's right. I'm not alone. Oh, wait, that's right. I, I, there's a higher thing going on here where I don't, I don't have to figure everything out. That's not my burden. I get to mm. turn it over to God. I, I have a partner. I, I, it's, it's that this is something I'm going to need more time to figure out how to really express it. But that is the, the, the crux of it. And also, also, you know, I read the Bible every day now and I'm actually reading the entire Bible this year. Because wow. I was a math major. I like a good challenge. So I'm like, okay. And I remember Candace, so Candace had tried to describe the Trinity to me at um, like a lunch that we had after that, the church experience that I had. And, and she's like, well, and, and then she was on a podcast talking about how she had been telling me about the Trinity. She didn't name who she was talking about, but I knew she was talking about me. She goes, she's like, how do I explain this to, to her? She hasn't even read the Bible yet. And I was like, she's right. I haven't read the Bible. <laughs> what do I do? So that was near the end of last, it was around this time last year that I heard her say that. And then there's a thing called the Bible recap. And so they start January 1st and it tells you what to read. I'm sure there are plenty of these, um, but this is just the one that I found. Uh, tells you what to read every day and it's in chronological order and then you listen to like a seven minute recap and I'm a very busy person so oftentimes not always but oftentimes I listen to the Bible on an app 
and it is the most comforting. I found this one where the guy's voice is just really comforting. I've heard James Joel Jones has one. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a gazillion of them out there, but I just love it so much. It's part of my morning routine, and I, and sometimes I can't. I have to skip a couple of days, and then I ha- and then I get to like do more like like binging, like binge watching a show. And I love that. I actually <laughs> really like. Oh, ooh, I've got to, I've got three in the queue, and I get to like just really absorb it more. And uh, I'm gonna do it again next year. But yeah, I'm on track to finish December 31st. And that's I will have read the- incredible. So, so that's the it's changed, but that's not the profound way. The profound and 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 the reason I'm reading the Bible is because I just want to like know, like, okay, well, let me let me get the details now. I remember yeah. when I fell in love with my husband, and it was like love at first sight. It was overwhelming. And and I remember it was like our fourth date and we were holding hands and I looked down at his hand and I thought, I don't know what his hand looks like really yet. Like what what is his what does the hand look like of this man who I'm in love with? And that's kind of how I feel about reading the Bible. It's like, okay, well, what let me let me know everything now. I feel it, I know it, but I need to I wanna like fill in the gaps and also to understand and to be able to have these kind of conversations with other Christians, other believers, um, you know, and and have a, a common point of reference and just to understand some of the nuances. But one of the things that I was the most encouraged by was learning that, and I learned this through The Chosen of all things, the great TV show, that um, that Jesus was anti-religion, really. He said, you don't need all these rituals. You don't need the sacrifices. You don't need to go to a place in particular or talk through a particular rabbi or, or a holy person of any kind. You don't need that. You have a relationship with God through me. And it's like... You know, it's just not about religion, it's about relationship. That was yeah. huge for me and really helped to lift any final burdens that I felt by what my ideas of Christianity is that I don't even like to say, I mean, I do say Christians, but I like to say believers instead because somehow, but that's my own, the thing that I have attached to the words, which is first yeah. Really no, I like that. I like I like that term too. I tend to use that. And you know, look, I've been I grew up in the church. So I've been a Christian my whole life, but it wasn't until this year that I did the Bible in a year. You know, I've read the Bible probably all of it, but not chronologically. And it opens your eyes to so much. So I commend you because you're year you're a year and a half in, and, you're, and I'm just doing it now. And it's and I'm on track to finish it too. And it it blows your mind though when you see all the connections to it, and it's just incredible. I really appreciate you sharing your journey openly, you know, is it bold? Absolutely. But I think beyond that, it's just incredible to see somebody sort of come into it and so openly and eloquently share it. And I just appreciate you taking the time today to, to join us. I really do. My pleasure. My pleasure. No, now, now you can't give me a stop talking about it. So, no, I, I love it. I want to have you back to do a part two. I'm like, well, you got to come back. I Once I read the Bible twice through also, I feel like I'm going to have a better like Because like you say, you're making all these connections. I'm not. I'm getting it for the first time. So I'm looking forward to going back and be like, oh, and like, and then getting to make those connections. So I love that. Well, I love that. And we will, I want to actually talk to you after you finish it the first time. Like once it's done in a few weeks, I would love to hear what that, (laughs) we know your reflections on that. And I feel like I'm just absorbing it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I feel like I have something to add. I love that. All right. Well, through it. Well, and in the meantime, you're contributing great entertainment as well. The film is a royal date for Christmas. So appreciated our time together today. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone, if, if you want to um, find me on Instagram, I and also um, I'm just Danica McKellar. And also Great American Community is um, you can find that as an app. And I and I actually do 
uh, here and there, I'll do little segments about my faith journey on that. You can find them all. It's I think it's greatamericancommunity.com or then the app, you just search for GA Community and um, you can find my videos. I've done all sorts of them about little moments, this little Bible story, this little thing, like what I, a revelation I had. Um, I do all that stuff on Great American Community. Well, I, I love it. So appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for today's Newsmakers podcast. Make sure you tune in Monday through Friday for new episodes of the show. We will see you again next time.